Hello, RP people, and welcome back to another episode of Roleplaying as Smart People, the podcast where we pretend to know what we're talking about when it comes to all things tabletop. My name is Santa, and joining me as always, we have Scott W. and Mr. Finder. Say hello, guys. Hello. Howdy. That was almost seductive there, Scott. Yeah, I'm working on my... I'm going to do a 12-hour ASMR of orcs eating. Oh, we also need Finder doing uh, dice rolling during the whole thing, too. No, please don't do it so <laughs> Please do it. It'll be perfect for us. <laughs> it's so loud. <laughs> no, I got, the, I got the boom swing for this mic, and so I'm trying to... You know, now it's just like... How close is too close, and how close is like? Is yeah. it to porn close? Does it work better the closer? <laughs> and so <laughs> it kind of makes you feel super like professional, though, doesn't it? A little bit, yeah. I walk in here and I'm like <laughs> play video games. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. I am a pinnacle nerd, so that's good. <laughs> Next, I'll use my iPhone to like make movies and shit, and be like, no, 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 no. put more emphasis. Why, why would the goblins want Aragorn? Think, goddamn it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Now, before we start this episode, I'd like to actually give out a thank you to uh, at Sir Paradox TTRPG on Twitter uh, for suggesting the following episode. It's a really good topic, and after doing a little research, there really isn't much info on it. So, on tonight's episode, we are going to be talking about talking about. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> My God. I don't know. I was doing it so well, too, guys. I was doing it so well. We are going to be talking about licenses when it comes to RPGs, whether you're doing a supplement or making your own system. What exactly are the options and what are the pros and cons? Um, before we get started, I'm going to do a little bit of a breakdown just of two major kind of concepts because, like I said, I don't think any most people have really thought too far into this and the ones that have there's not any information really to find. So the first one is uh, is GSL, which stands for Game System License. Now that's the one where you're pretty much getting an official license to publish a book using a system. Usually there's, a, there's quite a few stipulations. It has to be reviewed by the company itself, and, but you can also usually use the direct references, monsters, and terminology, and copyrights from the original system. Uh, of course, exceptions to that as well. Then there's an OGL, which is the open game license. An open game license is a little bit more kind of murky when it comes to it because every company can have their own set of rules for what you can and can't use. But you hear the word open game license and you're like, well, I can use whatever material I want. Not true. It just means that you can use the system itself as well as any other copyrighted material that they choose to let you use. A uh, good example of an OGL would be everyone's favorite, Mork Mork. Uh, it allows you to reference rules quite openly and and has very little rules that you do have to follow in order to go for the OGL. In fact, it's only 10, um, which it's pretty much just like, don't use our art, don't use our exact wording um, without explicit permission except for certain things in the book which we say you can definitely use it like monsters or even prophecies on ironically enough it said it on the actual thing on page 17 and hell even D is actually an open license um but yeah that's those are the two key ones that i've kind of done from my research do you have i missed anything guys um not that i know of, but do we want to mention that those should not be confused with licenses to do other copyrighted material. So for example, if you wanted to do a Firefly RPG, 
you're now dealing with two different sorts of things. You got to get the license for the Firefly universe plus the system that you may want to license if you're not coming up with your own system for it. That's a very good point. Yeah. That's a very good point. I yeah. actually I didn't yeah. really consider that part, but that's true. Folks, if you're making a Firefly RPG, for one, thank you very much. Two, it's already done. Sure it's already done. Yeah. Is there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's also an unofficial Savage Worlds version that is pretty sweet. Oh, dope. Um, so and a Power by the Apocalypse. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I actually didn't know that there was any unofficial ones uh, for yeah, yeah. Power by the Apocalypse and all that. I'm gonna have to I take remember a look. Correctly, it was Goodman Games or something like that, right? Mm, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, no, the Firefly one. Yeah. No, that was um. Oh my gosh. Uh, shit, they do the Cortex system. Oh my god, I can't think of her name. She wrote <laughs> Dragonlance. Oh my god. That's why, that's why I keep thinking Goodman Games. And I, uh, no, wife, wife. <laughs> yeah, I was like, tip my tongue. I can't turn around because I'll lose my microphone. <laughs> I, I don't know why I always associate them with Goodman Games, but that's that's the way it falls out in my head. Yeah, that's weird. Although, that gave me a really good idea, bro. Damn it, I need to get that Firefly IP. Damn. <laughs> uh, I don't think it would be too expensive. It's been out uh, in production for a while. Uh, how about rebooting it? So it's about to get way more expensive. Uh, are they rebooting those series? That's they want to. Yeah, they're talking about ruining it. I mean, rebooting it. <laughs> well, you're right on that part. Reboot. Yeah. Awful. Anyway. Yeah. So, actually, this first question I have for Scott, just because you've experienced the NOGL and a GSL. What has your experience been with both of them? Uh, so the like OGL using like SRDs and stuff, it's real straightforward because, you know, as long as you're not digging into someone like with fifth edition, you can pretty much take anything in the game. The SRD is quite clear. So there's things they leave out. If there's something they leave out specifically, um, backgrounds, right? So in fifth edition, the only one in the SRD is Acolyte. You can use the Acolyte as written, but it, but it's really as a guidepost to make for you to make your own backgrounds. But you can't go in the player's handbook or any of the other books and take uh, a background and use it verbatim. No, it's not saying you couldn't find like you know soldier and then change the name to I don't know mercenary or warrior or something and just change a few things here and there and you're you're really good to go because it's still mechanics and it's a little bit of a gray area and yeah. you're not big enough really for wizard to swat. And then um becoming um let's see what else have i done well becoming i'm a i'm a licensee for pinnacle so i do stuff for savage worlds that i get to sell and they take a 10 percent cut so it isn't bad as far as licensing uh old pinnacle uh used to be kind of a pain in the ass about it but i understand why it was in the heyday of the game and they were skyrocketing to the moon and i think they're trying to pr protect their ip mm-hmm and you see that quite commonly uh, referenced in in some in some of the uh, some of the licensee documentation and contracting, but um, they've loosened up a little bit because I'm sure we'll get into talk about market shares and whatnot and how that affects licensing and IP. Uh, I'm not saying it's dying, but they have you know they, they've loosened up enough to where they're letting folks you know really what you got to do is to get a licensee from Pinnacle and um, Finder. Are you in a, are you an official licensee or not yet? I'm in the process. I need to. Submit a few things. Okay, yeah. So that's what I'm going to talk about. And he's a good one to talk about because he's, he's fresh to this too. But they want to see trade dress from you before you submit and they're going to grant you a license. So you can't just send them an email and be like, here's my cool setting I'm thinking about doing. They want to see like, here's some edges. Here's some hindrances. Here's the first few pages. Here's the concept. 
here's what my trade dress will look like. You know, you got to sex up a couple of pages for them. And I submitted, I think, like 12 or 14. Um, they just want to know, do you know Savage Worlds? And are you are, are you serious about this? Because they don't want they're, – they're, they're letting you put their stamp on there, you know, that says, hey, at least Pinnacle took a look at it. Um, then other than that, they really toned it down. You know, I had to ask uh, Shane directly about, you know, vulgarity. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to write, you know – the role-playing game but, um i do so, got that in the hopper yeah i mean some of the games I, I write though and you guys are playing them you know like the you know the one edge for the one game is fuck around and find out you yeah know? but there's a reason for it and it makes sense and it's not just because you know i wear you know dark eyeshadow and smoke cigarettes behind the school or anything so that's kind of where it is with licensing and then um some of the other weird ones were um the cats who do mothership, you don't really need their license, but you kind of do, and you just got to send them something and they take a look at it. And that was an odd one. And they never got back to me. So I just rewrote their system to make perdition, which is a fantasy version of mothership. And, you know, I renamed almost everything. So it was like, well, cool story. Yeah. You can't, you can't stop me from using the, the day 100 mechanic. So, but yeah, that's kind of it. Does that help explain anything? Oh, no, that definitely explains quite a bit. It's amazing how kind of murky it is uh, to, like, figure this stuff out. Because when I was trying to do research for this episode, because I was thinking to myself, like, oh, okay, well, I'll just look up a few things, see if anyone has any backgrounds, guides, anything like that. And in truth, there isn't much information except for a few, like... I don't know. I, I found some forums where they talked about this or that. <laughs> I but... think Pinnacle's the clearest of everyone that I've worked with. I mean, other than the OGL, but you're talking about official licensing. Pinnacle at least has the whole list and you go to their ACES page and they tell you, here's what you can and cannot reference. And they're very straightforward about it, which is enjoyable. But yeah, you're not wrong. Um, Finder, how are you enjoying the process of putting together the trade dress? I, I'm assuming it's still the same process that you're going through, right? Where you got you to gotta present it some modicum of a, of a concept of what the game will look like and how it will play to answer the question. <laughs> um, I, I am still going through the process. I, I need to get to the point where I decide on who I want to use to do the trade dress, but I, I, I need to figure that stuff out yet. So, so can I give you a point of professional? Well, I can give professional tips now. That's crazy. Absolutely. Wow. Don't worry about your official trade dress. Put together some shit that will look good. I, all sincerity. Um, when I pitched Babylon was the setting that got me my license as an ace. And I kind of knew what I would want it to look like, but I just pulled down some royalty-free imagery and manipulated a little bit and I used it and they liked it. You know, and I used placeholder art and I even said, hey, you know, I don't know if I said it was placeholder art. Sometimes it doesn't really matter, right? Because it's really it's on you to get sued or not. It's not on Pinnacle to be sued. Yeah. And so w w that's my that's my pro tip for anyone is use what you have, but remember the shit that you're using that doesn't belong to you. You know, because you're just pitching something, you're just pitching an idea to a company, and you can also put in there like all art, not final, and that's that will cover you and cover them in case anyone gets squirrely. Because um, yeah, there's definitely art in, in Babylon that I'm you know I found, but I'm like no, but it's the style that I want. Um, so they can understand. Here's my vision for the product. So hopefully that helps, bro. Don't I wouldn't delay uh, for for official trade dress. So did you like do your own layout for the for the initial? I thing? did. did you? Okay, yeah, cool. no, I did it myself. Yeah. 
Cool. Well, I might have to throw some stuff your way to see if it's good enough. Yeah. I'm not a designer. No, no, <laughs> that, yeah. It's easy that's to... my common phrase. I'm not a designer, so. <laughs> no, it's real easy because you're going to submit a PDF anyway. And so, yeah. like, you don't got to worry about this being, you know, uh, like a DTRPG-ready PDF, which is a giant pain in the ass, which is why I use Carl as, as the consummate professional because he knows how to do that. But, yeah, if you throw something my way, I mean, I have the program I write with. Yeah, I, there's a pop again. I can feel it. Um, <laughs> but um, it's my allergies. But um, I can uh, – I'll take a look at it. That's easy cool. enough. And, and you know, it goes for a lot of people. If you're really out there making something and you want advice on stuff, I mean, if you want – just remember I've – I'm senior enlisted in the military and I've done this for almost 30 years. So <laughs> I give really honest feedback. But, <laughs> With colorful metaphors is yeah. Spock would say. I do it because I love you. <laughs> That's what my mom used to tell us. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's actually kind of nice to know that you've had this experience because like, I think for a majority of people, they wouldn't even know, including myself, wouldn't know really where to start. And um, it is, it isn't like exactly, especially if you're trying to use someone else's system, it's not exactly a straightforward thing. Of course, there's the websites that you can go to in order to search up. Most of them have it pretty open, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's still, it, it's nice to see that you guys are actually going through the process or have already gone through the process. Um, so what do you guys think are some of the pros and cons to a GSL? Hmm. Yeah. Finder. Uh, well, I'm going on the assumption here that Savage Worlds would be technically considered a GSL. They've got three different levels of it mm -hmm. that you can do, right? Um, you've got the, the fan-made stuff that you don't make money on. Then you got the stuff that you can do on DriveThruRPG uh exclusively and that's all you can sell on and then you've got what scott and uh what i'm actually in the process of trying to get is where you can sell your stuff wherever um the benefit of a gsl is there's already a game system that can be leveraged you can leverage some of the mechanics uh in in many cases you can as scott was saying verbatim grab some grab certain things out that you can uh, put in your material you don't have to come up with everything on your own and with a gsl and, and to some to some extent even with an ogl you have a fan base already for that particular system uh so it, you have like a foot in the door so to speak already at least that's that's my head uh i i've not experienced this yet because i've not sold anything so um i could be completely off the mark here and Scott's like, dude, you're, you're a freaking idiot. No, 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 you're, you're, you're not wrong. Um, and that really is the point of the GSL, right? It's protect the system integrity, protect the IP to a degree. And, you know, kind of talking offline, I mentioned there are some companies that are just dicks about it and that it just is what it is, <laughs> you know, and I'll, I'll say it, uh, Monty Cook games. If you go through and read how Numenera is licensed now, I mean, I get it. Like I said, they drape it, you know, it's, it's very, well-intentioned sounding you know but they're still hanging crepes while they're while they're telling you you know here's what's going to happen and if you're a threat to their ip and by threat i mean are you going to make a product like and they specifically call out like adventures or source books that's a that's a hard no they they tell you that's going to be a, it's like a 99 percent no and to me that's like why are you so nervous bro like someone may kickstart some shit that does 
flying off, flies off the shelves and does better than your product, who cares? Be proud. That's going to get more eyes on you, but they are definitely in that, that spectrum. And then GURPS is Steve Jackson games is a, you know, go for yourself. You're not doing it. Yeah. Well, I was, I was actually Numenero is one of the ones I was looking up. And the one thing I, I thought like, cause they had two different licensing. One of them, them, they literally just said, you have to contact us to actually know. And that's for more of like the bigger ones. But the other one, it's like, if you're selling under 2000, if you're going to be making less than $2,000 off of it, then you can use it, but you still need to pay us $100 in order for the license. And then there's a bunch of other hoops and all that things. And I'm just thinking like, although you have kind of a neat character generation, all like that, would it as a creator myself, would I want to put in the time and effort to make, to do this and potentially just be told no, or if if I'm thinking making it under $2,000, do I, want to give up a hundred bucks of that like that's five percent of my profit if i'm making exactly two thousand dollars it's yeah that's the problem too right and there's that that stipulation is no crowdfunding whatsoever so now you're relying on just whatever you're producing and people buying and to be honest you know and you you hit on something about i mean let's be honest system pull is huge Mm -hmm. and it it can vary like Morkborg makes gajillions of, of dollars on stuff and that's awesome. When Peg puts something out, they're going to make a lot of money. But the uh, uh, the crowdfunding for non-Peg products doesn't it doesn't do Peg numbers. So if you're getting into it for that, you know, hang your hat up. You're not going to do it. This is never going to happen. Um, and then uh, you know the, the no crowdfunding, and then being able to predict out like, okay, well, I don't know if I'm going to sell two thousand dollars for the product. I guess you kind of can can see what it is. And then to be a real dick about it, let me just be honest with you, with, uh, you know, Cypher System garners 0.21 or 2-3% of games played online. Okay, yeah. cool cool story. Again, Monty Cook Games, good good luck with the with the attitude, you know. I, I think it, like, I don't want to say it's like this, but, like, even from talking with a few people uh, outside of you guys about licensing and all that, everyone's always like, yeah, you know what? I, I want to do like the official licensing. I want to do like something where I make like 5%, 10% off the profit, everything like that, which sounds all well and good. Like you did, especially if you've home like built the system for yourself to publish, I kind of get why they feel that would be necessary. But at the same time, you're going to be detracting a lot of people who just don't feel like putting up with the license or, who don't want to go through the arduous pro- process of getting, you know, a, a license out so that they can just make the game. A lot of people will see that and be like, well, although I think this system would be cool for it, there's about a million out there. I think I'm going to go switch to another one. So you do kind of, I, it, you're right. I think it does kind of limit how many people use it, but it also limits your own exposure because not as many people will be looking at your RPG including creators who would definitely just pretty much like blast if they have, like you said, if they have a great product, they're not really going to, you know, it's yeah, not going it, onto your system. No. And the concern I would have too, for folks, I know I'm just beating Monty Cook's dick into the earth. I know, but like <laughs> you look at Monty Cook games, they've also done what, what's the super game ascendant, right? Is that the new one that just came out? Ascendant. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't follow sorry. So they're doing other genres now, and so that means that even if you wanted to get in, be like, "Oh, I got this cool supers game," you were never going to get that license. 
you know, yeah. because, because they're going to see any genre, any cross genre, or any split genre is going to be a threat as well. But don't worry, I mean, Cortex is even worse because Cortex, you may be able to write things for them and then you have to read their stuff very carefully and they got a lot of heat. But anything you make, whether either fan made or officially licensed, belongs to Cortex and can be used in Cortex. So you may not make money off of a fan made, like, I like a Firefly setting, right? We'll just go back to Firefly or Battlestar Galactica for Cortex. Yeah. And you, you create that fan thing and you're it's 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 listed, but you can't make money off of it. They can take the mechanics you've created and put that in an official release and make money. You ain't getting shit. That's shady. <laughs> that's actually super shady. Like, that's just like saying, here, thank you for your hard work. Let's make the money off of it. It's, yeah, it's crazy. What, and while kind of looking this up, the one and... One that I was surprised is as good as it is for releases, and it kind of makes sense if you look at Kickstarter, 5e. They actually have a pretty reasonable OGL. And mm-hmm. like they they do have like the actual licensed version, which does take a good cut. But on the flip side, and this kind of goes to the pros of actually having uh, uh, a GSL is you're probably going to be recognized a lot more by the, let's say, 5e community, by the Savage World community. You're going to be put more front line and center due to the fact that they're saying, yes, this is good enough to be one of our products. Yeah, and that's the problem. I'm sorry, Finder. I just feel like I'm talking to everything. That's the problem. (laughs) That's all good. So Savage Worlds Worlds is – well, sorry, Savage Worlds. Pinnacle is really good to their aces. Because there's a newsletter that comes out. They put their aces on the website. So you can see all the official aces, all the licensees, direct links to their products. Pinnacle does it right. I mm-hmm. haven't seen shit in Wizards of the Coast website. All they do is like, go check out the DMs Guild, bro. Like, cool story. You mean drive through RPG, just reskinned. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, I would yes and no, because I think a lot of the ones that are on there are like the OGL ones. Because I isn't, mm-hmm. um, and with OGL ones, like, yeah, okay, I get it. They're not really making money off of it, so they don't really necessarily care, which kind of sucks for the community. But when it comes to your licensed ones, like uh, the what what is called the Ravenwood setting, I forget what it's called. The their horror version, horror one. You mean Ravenloft? Ravenloft. That's it. Yeah, but that's official uh, Wizards of the Coast. Uh, that was originally actually when I was looking up. That was actually originally a GSL. I might, maybe I'm wrong on that, but I, while I was reading up, they actually said that it's a GSL and how what they do and is they take. Talk about when it was written when it was written for second edition because Ravenloft always belonged to them. There was a first edition module that was Ravenloft by Tracy and Laura Hickman. That's where it got its start. Huh. It was I six Ravenloft, and it was and first that, edition D and D. Maybe and then that they came website. Out with a, yeah, yeah maybe, maybe that website lied to me. It, yeah, what kind of bullshit are you reading? I don't know. It's just what there's not much information, like I said. Sure, <laughs> oh, I know. Sure. I on GSLs. Yeah, I know. Ravenloft's always belonged to TSR slash Wizards yeah. of the Coast. Ah, what about yeah. Eberron? Was that a uh... Eberron also belongs to them? Oh, that was yeah. that was the air quotes competition setting for third edition. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. <laughs> um, totally legit competition. Totally randomly selected. Um, so, but that always belonged to them too. That's that's their thing, and it belongs to. I think they split the IP between them and Keith Baker, but it's published under them. And uh, you're not, you can in DMs Guild do some stuff for Eberron because I wrote, I wrote one thing for Eberron under the DMs Guild and then added to, you know, helped out with the official mm. Eberron. But yeah, it's a, it's a weird one. They control that pretty tightly. 
Ah, gotcha. Yeah. But I mean, I that, that goes to why why do they do that? And, and I think I uh, you've already touched on it because I remember when Pinnacle came out with their GSL, like way, way back in the day. Mm-hmm. And it's because the OGL for D&D produced so much crap. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, it was horrible. And, and so yeah. she's like, we want people to use our system, but we also don't want to ruin the brand because people are publishing crap. Yeah. And it looks horrible. And there was so much bad OGL stuff. Oh, it was a glutton. It was like non-play tested. It's just random shit. And, it, and you remember, you know, you were there with us like back in the day. If you stamped, you know, 30 compatible or OGL, you know, you were in money. Yeah. You know, a lot, of, a lot of companies made solid money off of some nonsense. Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah. So it's like I, I totally understand why the licensing has sure. shifted to the way that it is now. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, I mean, a lot of the 5e crap that's getting produced now looks good. I mean, at least at least it's uh, alluring in many ways. Yeah. Um, think- and, and the funny thing is you think about like Pathfinder. I was watching this thing on uh, Dungeon Craft, which kind of annoys me at times. But so I, I watch him <laughs> because he's got some interesting stuff going on. And interestingly, he was talking about Pathfinder. And how they're now starting to, uh, they're going to take a lot of their five or their old Pathfinder one stuff mm-hmm. and make it 5e compatible, like Rise of the Rune Lords and stuff like sure, that. Sure, why wouldn't you, right? Smart. Exactly. So, but it was funny because he was talking about how they blew up so big because of the OGL. Yep. When TS or when uh, Wizards ruined it by releasing D&D 4. Yeah. <laughs> they saw yeah. the uproar like, hey, we'll just do 3.75 and we'll call it good. And they just flew off the charts. Yeah, <laughs> super, super smart. Well, you, like even like with 5e, it's gotten so prevalent that even other gaming companies have decided to, you know, the ones that have maybe not released uh, RPG in quite a while are coming back and saying, hey, you yeah. know what, well, let's just release for 5e. Like the... The one I'm thinking of is Iron Kingdoms made by Privateer Press, which yep. they they decided, hey, we're going to release it. And I'm not going to lie. At first, I was super excited because I actually own a few of their minis, uh, mm-hmm. Hadar for life. But um, they, the moment I, I I was looking, I was like, yeah, I'm excited. I'm looking at this. And then I was like, yeah, I have 5e. And I'm like, oh, crap. I mean, yeah. It's, <laughs> kind it's of killed it for me, but I know for a lot of people, they're probably who've played the past. Yeah. Actually, I don't even know. Do you think that that would benefit them, or do you think it would? Because I've never heard anything about Iron Kingdom since it came out. So the thirty version didn't do so well. It, it, it had a couple of books, but it still it was. People got excited for it, and then it was kind of overshadowed by Eberron because it's concept, concept in a weird yeah. way, you know. Um, and everyone always wants official before they want you know hand me down. Yeah, so, but I don't know. I think critical roles game that's coming out their little 5e compatible i think that might be a good example of a gsl for 5e right yeah. it's, it's i don't think it's gonna be published by watts i could be wrong on that i don't really give a shit but i could be wrong on that but it, that would if, if it's not then that's gonna be a probably a a solid example where watsy realizes it's a you know it's a win-win so here's all the shit you can use from a, you know not in the srd yeah. have have fun also the the 5e version of iron kingdom was actually made Canadian, so you know, take this as you Americans will. Uh-huh. Uh, a little bit shy of six hundred thousand. Wow, that's impressive. Actually, I wonder I if people didn't know it wasn't a war game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think didn't they have they had uh, 
They had the RPG before, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, yeah I, I own it. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad because I, you know, like the idea of you know steampunky robots and stuff. Oh, totally. Yeah. That's why I have some yeah. of their minis. Do I ever? Am I ever going to play a game? Probably not because I don't have any friends who are interested. But I bought them and I painted them. Yeah, I, I mean, them. like if if I were going to run that genre, I wouldn't run Iron. I would run Eberron, hands down. Um, hmm. Yeah, I just I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. Well, it's good for them. Maybe that's a sign of the times. I don't know. It's back to the episode of, I think we did the fantasy is easy button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. I would. I know. It, so it I is know. fantasy, but I would say it, it's steampunk fantasy. Yeah, right? it is. I mean, don't get me wrong. There, I have. I you guys are well aware of the IPs that I'm working on, and yeah, I mean, even you, Santa. When I told you what my next moves were for, you know, Neon Blood, you were shocked. And because you were like, I thought you were going to do five E version. I was like, I was, and I just, it just, it just, oh man, <laughs> yeah, it just takes it, it takes something away from it because I'm like, ah oh, man, these rules is they're just not compatible with my concept of a game, and it's mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Like it's been, yeah. Go ahead. And it, and I was just going to say, especially since like you're not really the type to put combat always first you like putting story first you like putting the narrative first and when you go to 5e whether you're a huge 5e fan or not that game that system always puts combat first and you can see that just by looking at the rules and seeing how much they have for narrative compared to combat and yeah they have they don't have a chapter on just narrative they know and you see neon blood i mean Every section in Neon Blood has something devoted to, you know, the role playing side of things from hacking to uh, shit, hacking to gun, how gunfights work, how the skills work out. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. So I wanted to make it a difference between being a human and a gen mod human, you know, and I had to put that in the game. And it's just, I don't know. It feels like 5e, they write shit and it's like, okay, cool story. Yeah. Yeah. But. Still got to give them mm. props just because you look at the marketplace and with, you know, D&D 5e, their OGL, like you can tell it's it's blown up enough in order for <laughs> there to be literally three out of every four supplements or RPGs on there are always 5e. Oh, yeah. Well, and you know, you got to give Wizards of the Coast props, though. I mean, because they did come up with the OGL oh, and, and they caught a lot of I mean, if I'm remembering correctly, they caught a lot of crap for it because... Yep. People thought it was stupid, but then everybody jumped on the bandwagon. I mean, Pinnacle did a D20 version of Deadlands. Yep. They also did a GURPS version of Deadlands, but... Yeah, which is the probably one of the better versions. Of that. I, I haven't <laughs> seen, I, I just know that I just know it exists. <laughs> it's, it's not bad. Not bad. Their GURPS version of Risk is also pretty good. So here's, but I mean, here's... so coming up with the OGL was was kind of a, a big move mm-hmm. that uh, I have to I have to give Wizards of the Coast props for because it's not something that the industry had ever seen before then oh a hundred percent like as much as like wizards of the coast i i'm not a huge fan of all their products or anything like that yeah you got to give props where props are due now here's a quick question if kickstarter didn't blow up as it is did do you think the ogl model would be as popular i mean it was before kickstarter it predates kickstarter oh, yeah, so it was yeah super popular I still think it would be. Even Kickstarter's made it easier because you don't yeah. have to necessarily lay out all your cash for art, right? Or um, storefronts and paying yeah. for physical books to get so you can take them to a store. Or ship them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, 
Um, I guess that's the, one of the bigger dangers is in case folks are out there too wanting to publish, if you go with drive-thru RPG, which a lot of people do, and I do too, you're going to be asked a question of what kind of R, you know, DTRPG creator are you going to be? And there's one that is you're exclusive to them, which means they take less money. And there's one that you're non-exclusive to them, which means you can go anywhere, but they're going to take a little bit more of your money from anything sold on drive-thru RPG. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, it's a real thing. So what do you like what did you do for Neon? I'm all in on on drive through RPGs cuz I like their services. They're if I email them a question as a publisher, they're back to me within a day or two. They're super handy. Um people I see people like, "Oh, my book came damaged. What do?" Bitch, hit the email <laughs> button that says contact us. Take a photo and you'll have a new book on your way. They're really good about it. They don't play games at all. They're, you know, they're very serious about about their name and you know i know people are like well i don't like the quality of the paper all right cool well you got to pay for the premium because that's it sucks yeah. but that's what it is i mean you guys have seen the standard uh yeah. and it's not that it's ugly but it's washed out and it's just it's not it's so it's a bank yeah it yeah. does it just is what it is you know i've got the hard copy of neon blood uh in premium and it's just it's so gorgeous compared to this hard copy standard and it just it's just reality of it, but yeah. So there's that. And then if you're publishing hard, if you're publishing physical copies of books, you are going to have to get an ISBN and attach it to that work. So that's a, that's 125 dollars per ISBN. What's an ISBN? That is your international. It's a book. Yeah, it's number. the barcode on the back of your. If yeah. you pick up any book, you look at the back. You got like a, I think it's like a 13 digit number. Some shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. You can buy them in batches of 10, which I probably should do if I wasn't stupid. And when I first started all this, you know, but, but yeah, if you do it individually, it's, um, it's $125 straight out just for that number. And then you can register it through the website and everything too. And you know, that sells you the ISBN and so it gets locked oh, in. Yeah, interesting. But yeah, yeah, that's a real thing too, people. It's the small things that really get you. <laughs> so <laughs> does, does drive through RPG consider Kickstarter? No. Another place? No, no, because the Kickstarter is just crowdfunding, and so their portion doesn't kick in until you actually start selling. What about so, physical copies? Does what do you mean? Does physical copies kind of consider like you know you selling at a bookstore? Does that count as you know breaking their deal? Yes. Or? Yeah. I mean, so that, from what I heard, yeah. like what you're yeah, saying, technically, is if it's not yeah. if they don't get that hard copy from drive through. Yeah. Uh, okay. I was just double checking because I didn't know if it was only considering digital things like so you couldn't put it on like itch.io or anything. That That's stuff. correct as well. You can't do that either. Yeah. I mean like I found someone, one of my – someone who bought Neon Blood sent me a picture and Neon Blood was in hardbound, hardback in a bookstore in France. Oh, yeah, it was just like I, you know, of course the dipshit dork in me I ran to my wife. Oh, look, 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 look. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, and I got, you know, and I was like, "Thou shalt make dinner now. I oh. am a gentleman." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, could I print out a bunch of books and take them and put them in a local bookstore? I mean, I could. Is DTRPG gonna like snitch on me or something? No. You know, there's really no way of knowing. I, I they may monitor online sales from other places like Amazon and whatnot, do a title search. So yeah. and I don't know what the consequences are. They suspend your account or they just switch you over to like, you know, hey you lying sack of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then um on top of that, some licensees, like you mentioned before, are gonna take money from you. So Pinnacle takes ten percent. Mm-hmm. So it's um 
I do 30% to drive through RPG and then 10% to Pentacle on any Savage Worlds product. Oh, so that's that's already a forty percent margin. Well, right, yeah. So you're eating out. And that's I why remember I remember correctly. The Pinnacle license that that cut that they take is only from Drive Through RPG. Correct. Right? Yes. It's so yeah. Yeah. Somewhere else. Yes. They don't take a cut from that. Yeah. Thank you. And they don't take a cut off of your crowdfunding either. That's all you. They don't like I said. Most people don't care until you start actually selling shit. Oh. Yeah. No, you're, yeah. You're not wrong, bro. Thank you for reminding me of that. Yeah. If you sell on Amazon, Pinnacle doesn't give a shit. But Drive Through, they want that ten percent, which is I don't. Keep my finger on why, but this it, it might just be where most of the games are purchased, and I, I can honestly I think that see. goes to the second the second license though, right? The the you got Ace, you got Fan, and who's the who's the middle tier? The swag, yeah, swag, yeah. And, and I yeah. think it's just to kind of help with making sure that that, that they're serious about it, and yeah. also drive through has an easy way of tracking sales. Whereas if I were to sell it through my website or through Amazon the numbers may be harder to come by and it's more effort to figure out how yeah, much somebody sure. owes you than, than it is through a D- DTRPG. So. Yeah, sure. And I should say, it's your, your creator account on DriveThru, it's to your account as a publisher. So like I published under the RuneForge. So, and, and finally, just reminded me of this. So like, if I had a website for the company, I still couldn't sell, morally or ethically, sell my shit on that website unless I didn't have the exclusive license with drive through even if it's savage worlds or anything else because i entered into the agreement as a as the as the rune forge um so it's it's not tied to like you know i'm trying to say the dtrpg your exclusive license content isn't limited to only d20 stuff or only savage worlds it's everything you do as a mm. publisher interesting yeah i actually kind of wonder what the if there's any if there's any actual uh, creators out there who don't do it through drive through or even sure. do it through an under license. What's your guys' experience by, you know, publishing it on your own website? Like, do you find that it's a little bit harder to attain the same amount of sales? Do you have to do all the, like, what is really the difference between it? Do you think it's, there's a more of a positive, a little bit of a negative? Like, I would love to hear your guys' opinion on this. Um, Sorry, that just kind of came up. I, I was just no, it's fine. Yeah, it. it's like I know. Uh, vi- oh God, spacing on it. Uh, Veil of the Void. Veil of the Void. They only release it off of their own um, their own website, and I'm kind of curious to see. Maybe I'll ask him later um, if he's noticed a difference between maybe selling on this or if he's had any experience with selling it on other ones and what he's kind of seen. Because yeah, so, I, I just, go ahead, go ahead, Scott. Oh, it's, I just don't want the headache of having you know a thousand books sitting in my house and then having to explain to my wife like why is he still here and be like i don't know man and then going to the post office and shit i really don't like doing stuff like that so it's just i'm a more of a convenience person at this age you so. can even just be rolling in your own books just back i mean it's just i have my own books on my shelf looking at me and i'm like i feel weird doing that <laughs> But the neighbor yeah. kid, the neighbor kid plays Dungeons and Dragons, and then he and his friends, and uh, I gave him a Wendy gave him a copy of Neon Blood, and they flipped out. Oh, that's were, cute. That's yeah, cute. they were just like, "What? We live next door to an author." <laughs> <laughs> so now, now I will say my my opinion on your question is sales are going to be lower until you're a well established publisher. So oh, like. Yeah. I go to Free League's website over going to Drive Through RPG or Amazon because I want to give them 
the money that they've earned. And I typically, if I go through free league or even if I go through pinnacle, I can get the hard copy plus a PDF. And so that that's great for something like veil of the void. If I have to go to their website, that means I have to know about their website before I can even get to it. Mm. And I I can only imagine that sales are going to be lower if I'm selling exclusively from my website um, just because I don't expect the world to know about my website. Yeah, true. People know about mygeeksville.us a little bit because Pinnacle gave a shout out for my uh, adventure card creator at one point. Um, So good. but, But that website's also old outdated and every time I log into the to the web hosting it tells me that my PHP version is out of date and I can't update it because if I update it then the card creator breaks so I've got to <laughs> rewrite that whole thing before I do anything so mm. um, and, then, and then he's promised to work on some new stuff stay tuned everyone <laughs> <laughs> yes simply because Scott needs to work on something new no you like, can't work on your own projects real bad I'll write your <laughs> game for you just, <laughs> can't code <laughs> oh sorry. what's that one thing that learn to code nepotism <laughs> so although we've mentioned them we haven't actually talked about the pros and cons of OGLs. We've only kind of said the pros and cons of GSI, but not actually <laughs> talked. We've mentioned a lot of OGLs, but I don't think we've actually made any uh, any kind of like static list of what are the positives and negatives. I mean, totally free license, do whatever the hell you want. Quote, <laughs> you pull things from any OGL. Yeah. Um, all you got to do is put the stupid thing in the back of the book that's, or the front, wherever you want to put it. Don't put it in the front. You, that's just asinine. Put the shit in the back of the book because um, no one gives a shit. Yeah. Um, you know, but there's that licensing reference or do I do? I put hyperlinks and uh, QR codes because I guess QR codes make me a, a fucking boomer, uh, apparently, uh, officially from TikTok shit I'm watching. So. Yeah, um, it's so 2000s. Come yeah, on. it really I, is. Blackberry <laughs> calls. It wants its. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I was still kind of comprehend like okay what's my other solution then inside of a pdf but regardless um now i I will say though scott if somebody calls you a boomer call them out because you're not a boomer you're a gen xer that's true i tell them to go with their mothers i mean yeah and then they realize quickly that i'm not the one and they're like oh never mind (laughs) (laughs) a boomer wouldn't say that (laughs) i do have one negative that i could say for an ogl although i think D20 based. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. The one thing about OGL is because it varies from company to company and they all allow you to do certain things, you have to be a lot more careful over accidentally taking something that is copywritten or not allowed to be taken. Like I said before, although like with the 5e one, you you can talk you can talk oh no i'm just saying i'm just saying like i'm just for the audience you know eh, long wink yeah but for example like uh in 5e you could like i said you can have a dragonborn but you can't have a beholder right if you put in a beholder in your book or an illithid or but you can put in a kobold kobold's fine but you can't do but you all you can have a beholder you just can't call it a beholder Eh, that's one of those ones where it's like no that's straight up old school essentials has a beholder in it and so do most of the osr 
role-playing games. They have oh. beholders. They have beholders. They have illithids. You just don't call it that. You sex up the descriptions a little bit. Um, yeah, make those and, beholders sexy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, they got all those wiggly eyes. Take all the bitties. Yeah. It, but that's just how you – that's what I was talking about. Like I was writing something, another fantasy thing. And, you know, I came up with some clever shit. And uh, there's nothing that anyone can really do about it. I mean, they could push the issue, but what are they going to do? First off, they have to be aware of me, which you know, I am. Uh, You're you know, on everyone's radar. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm not I'm not real to someone like Wizards <laughs> of the Coast. Um, but yeah, so but you're not wrong. I mean, I'm trying to think of anything you have to be. And there are some OGL products like this book is OGL. However, I'm going to copyright certain things. Be like, ah, not really. It doesn't really work the way you think it does. And you're also selling like electrum levels. So it's not like you have the money to get a lawyer. But like, don't be dicks and steal things from people, yeah. obviously. But if someone has a good idea and you can even credit that source, um, you know, I've given some shout outs to folks. And like Neon Blood, I, I shouted out a lot of websites for people to use. Be like, hey, here's how you unfuck your cyberpunk game. And, you know, and one being uh, Finder's website, because I think that shit's invaluable for some of this stuff. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it just is what it is. Yeah. I don't know. Was that Neon Blood? Yeah, it's the new Neon Blood version. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. And even like in the ones I did find that were uh, OGL, most of them were just like, don't copy our sentences exactly. Yeah, don't you be can, a dick. You can do it with this one and this one and this one because it just kind of makes sense. You know, don't do this. You can do this. You yeah. know, make sure that they know you're not an official product. That was one that I've, that almost seems universal. Just say like, you know, an unofficial product of, or, you know, compatible with this. Or, yeah. Usually they don't really give a shit because then at least they're, you know, if you're a complete asshole, you're not going to be, they're not going to be held liable and they can just say, I'm sorry, we don't have any control over this. Right. And then some of the companies like Powered by the Apocalypse, Mortborg, mm-hmm. um, Free League has their licensing now, which they don't really talk about, which is weird. Um, also, your. T- I guess your tone and the things you write about can have them come at you. And by come at you, I mean, I yell at you on Twitter. Um, I, I don't know what other power they would have. Come uh, at me, bro. Yeah. I mean, free league might have a little more ass in the fight given how well they do. And some of the, they have a lot of like high and high, high influencing IPs, which means they have money. But yeah, a lot of the companies will call things out specifically. Um, like social commentary stuff, and you know, yeah. they'll tell you you're, you're not gonna, you, you can't do this. Oh no! Unless, unless of course you agree with their ideology, and then it's a hundred percent. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. It's, I just, it's, I think it's stupid. I mean, I get it, but if you're gonna tell someone, hey, don't be edgy unless you're are edgy, and like, well, then what the fuck's yeah. the point? Yeah, and I think I told you before this started. I had a guy ask me, and he and I don't agree on some of the stuff about gaming and whatnot. But he had specifically about about Neon Blood because he wanted to write some cyberpunk. And he was like, well, it's OGL, but what can I use? And I was like, bro, use the whole game. Use all the words, the names of shit. I don't give a fuck. Good luck. I hope you make a ton of money and I wish you the best. And it's awesome. And just let me know what you what you write out. And I want to buy the, you know, I want to buy amongst the first copies. And uh, he was just like, he and another dude were just, they're just blown away. Like, I, I this is pretty cool. I've never seen anything like this in gaming. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm like, well, because I don't give a shit. You know, like, like, take my ideas and mock Neon Blood. I don't give a shit. Well, yeah, no, like, even like, I'm, I'm currently, I'm not going to talk too much about it, but I'm in the process of trying to write my own system right now. 
And I was thinking, was like, well, how can I do this? Because I'm making it a universal. Can I make any money off of that and stuff like that? And at the end of the day, I was like, I'm kind of doing this for my enjoyment. And I would rather, mm-hmm. I'd rather see a lot of people really like it and build their own things on top of it than and even if it blows up like the shitty thing is like you're looking like oh i could have made all this money if i did this i could have made all my money if i made that but there's a good chance that if you did put it as um as a gsl those would have never been created in the first place so i don't know like i to me i i just feel like the ogl kind of at the end of the day will always kind of come back in a positive route well if you go with a gsl of course with bigger companies they kind of can get away with this because you know they have the name and everything like that but if you're like a young young company or an like an independent who's creating their first rpg and all that don't worry about the money that you may lose from going with a ogl look at the money you can make from and even just the inspiration and the name that you can get by leaving it OGL and your chances are you'll probably make more money as an OGL than a GSL of course yeah backup I don't have the things to back this up but no I mean you're you're to be a GSL it means you have to have lawyers to go after oh yeah and it's not going to happen. You have to have a team devoted to being able to, unless you're one of those nerds who's just like, I'm going to search the internet day and night. So who's copying me. There's just no point in, in mm-hmm. trying to do this stuff. I mean, I get it and it makes makes you feel good. And you can do it. You can get copyright. You can become an LLC and do all the things. And hey, if that's what makes you, if that's what floats your boat, awesome. But, you know, I've always envisioned gaming as, you know, the whole important game is, it'd be like me getting the table and be like, okay, we're going to do an adventure, but you motherfuckers can't talk about it. <laughs> that's kind of how I feel, right? Oh, like, anything, yeah, anything happens at the table, you better shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear shit about yeah. it. I don't want to see anything on the internet, nothing on Reddit about how cool it was. You shut up. It stays in the house. It's just dumb. Yeah. I, you know. <laughs> well, my, my table's name is Vegas. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> kind of. This is um on topic, on off topic, but just because you mentioned like with lawyers and all that, the one thing uh, with uh, Russ from New Edo. When uh, I saw his Kickstarter for the first time, the thing I thought thought was freaking hilarious was he had one, one bundle. I think it was like ten dollars more, which was essentially saying, "Hey, you know, put this one, uh, order this one, and you can share your book with your table. No yeah. charge, no charge. What like you know, you, you can share the book and everything yep. like that with your table, no problem." He's like, "But this is kind of just the not being axed." not be an asshole kind of plus because I I don't have the lawyers. I don't have this to actually try and enforce this stuff. It said that straight on the actual, uh, on like, you know, the funding goal was like, this is really just for you to say, you know, do it guilt free. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. So no one gets into this game, this, 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 this industry, this industry by yourself or with a small team. You're, you may make money. You may be an awesome company down the road. Like, free league and all those cats i'm not saying you won't but odds are if you're doing this and your primary focus is how do i make money and live off of it you're 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 starting off on the wrong foot this is a hobby designing these games i design is a hobby um and then on top of that i will tell you i found uh uh Oubliette sorcery and reavers on uh the trove and so everyone remembers the trove hopefully uh 
I have yeah. no idea. I've never even heard. I'd never even heard of it until uh, Swihander kickstarted again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there he's like, don't back him because he took down the trove. I mean, yeah, it's kind of a. I mean, so people can feel how they feel about it. I was personally honored because I'm like, yeah, they're pirating my game. <laughs> awesome. I don't give a. F-. More people are going to see it, and that means that just more people are curious about oh, what yeah. I do if they like it and be like, oh, this, yeah, this might be cool. And some people just, you know, it just is what it is. So. I don't know, and there's always that, you know, like it's just yeah. a weird thing. That's a whole probably a whole different can of worms that yeah you know, nobody's going to enjoy. But I, I wonder actually, even the trove, how many sales it generated for from people just who were like, "Hey, I'll check this out," looked at it, and was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, this is awesome," and then they bought it because I know there's a lot of I, I have a feeling that the people who would have pirated it in the first place probably wouldn't have bought it legally in the first place either. Correct. So, yeah, yeah. That's that lost sale was never a sale to begin with, and I've had this argument economically with people and I just wanna fucking really? throw myself out of a window and they don't understand that a sum negative is still a sum negative. Um, but most people when you talk to gamers, what's the what's the number one question? And find it, you'll be you'll you'll find this out too when you start publishing. The very number one question you get asked about a book you you're writing, what do you think it is? Is What's it about? Print, is there a print-on-demand version? Yeah. Everyone wants physical copies. Yeah. And so yeah. the Trove definitely helped boost some of those copies. There's, people just don't want to use PDFs in gaming. And there are folks out there who don't give a shit. But it comes down to brass tacks. Gamers are you – know, we like to have – we like to own things. We like physical things and touch those things and be proud of them and shit. So. And it, I, I forget which – this goes to video games. But I forget which company it was that – release a pirated version of their own game mm-hmm. and this is during the pandemic and all that because they're like i know not everyone could afford it yeah um so i'm releasing this pirated version on whatever website i don't know i don't really keep check on torrents anymore with the it's probably pirate they might put it on pirate, probably bay, pirate bay yeah but uh and he said here just so you can play it and have fun i don't care I know yeah. you probably can't afford it. And the amount of sales that that company yep. actually generated from people saying, I'm supporting this company because yep. they they released it for people who can't afford it. Yeah, you'll have dipshits like me who see stuff like that and the game's 20 bucks and I'll give you 100. Oh, yeah. Because I'm just that kind of person. I'm also the shopping cart returning person, which is because I judge people's moral and ethical characters on one simple act. Whole different conversation that people don't really seem to also get philosophically of why it's important. But yeah, I know piracy is real personal. And there are some people who absolutely hate it and they foot stomp it and they think it's the, a gross violation. And, you know, I'm just not one of those people. Like I said, OSNR was on there and it didn't bother me at all. I knew it was on there because I was like, let me, you know, because you get curious when you publish stuff. And I'm like, oh, let me see if, if my game is on there. I'm not gonna lie. I probably have been, would have been more angry if it wasn't on there. <laughs> I would have uploaded it myself. God damn it! <laughs> so I don't know if you guys had this, but do you remember the back in the day in the movie theaters when they sh- had that commercial? It was like you know for pirating the movies and everything like that. And they're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. FBI mm-hmm. warning. Why? Yeah. Why would you pirate a game? Uh, you wouldn't. You wouldn't download a car. Why would you download a, uh, a movie? And I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, I was like, man, if I could download a car yeah, and drive that around, I 100% would do that. I definitely would download <laughs> If I had a giant 3D printer, you bet your ass I'd download a Maserati. <laughs> um, but this isn't, you know, obviously you might want to put the thing in it. Like we're going to talk about piracy. It's not an endorsement of piracy. I'm not telling you to no, pirate no, no, no. I'm just telling you that part of being a publisher and part of licensing and part of all the things that happen Piracy is also yeah. a part of that conversation. And if you're the kind of person that gets big mad when your shit gets pirated, 
Um, I'm just going to tell you now, your shit's going to get pirated. It's going to be on Scribd. It's going to be on whatever replaced the Trove. I think Trove might still be up, but it's no. I think it's Trove a, got shut. Is it down? down? Cause there's another one too that replaced it, but it's probably a fed site. Um, mm. But yeah, it's just, it's a reality. It's a reality of what of what we do, especially if yeah. you're making a PDF version. You could go big balls and be like, "There is no PDF version. Here's a preview on Drive Through RPG. Get fucked. There's only a print on demand copy, and that would be your only way of trying to subvert it." But let me tell you what: third edition before all before all this shit existed, third edition was also PDF OCR'd online, and OCR is an optical scanning. And so it's a searchable text, and third edition was online within the first year of it being sold. Oh, 100%. Like it's- so you're not going to stop people who are bored in like Czechoslovakia and shit from tearing apart <laughs> and scanning that fucker in. It's just, it's the reality, and you got to go into this. Yeah. And again, you know, I, I don't care if you pirate or not pirate. It's your personal, that's your personal choices and decisions, but it's a, re- it's a reality of what happens when you're creating games. Oh, 100%. You know? Yeah. Um, and drive through doesn't take a cut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't get a cut either. Yeah. So. And I think how how strictly you even like enforce your like your OGL and all that stuff also kind of impacts the longevity of your game. Because like if you think about like Morkborg, and I, I know we've brought it, I've brought it up in this episode, last episode, everything like that. But I just think their license is really freaking good. Oh so yeah. This, um. That game came out. What did I say? Year twenty twenty, I think. Twenty twenty, I think. Yeah. And although it's it's taken a little bit to get to where it is now, it has blown up. And you look at Kickstarter, and you'll usually find one or two projects that are like you know that are using the OGL license for uh, Morkborg. You'll yeah. find different settings. You'll find everything like that. You're finding so much stuff that it's really probable that it's helped the longevity of the game and kept it relevant for I'm not too sure how long because I can't see it really just shutting down instantly. I, I, I feel oh, like no. we got a couple more years of Morkborg before Morkborg becomes actually I don't even know. Like fate. either no, just kidding. fate or they just kind of run out they run out of things to put Borg afterwards. But they won't because <laughs> if you take any I mean you've got what the sixties through the current year of you know, neo-satanic heavy metal songs and cover art. <laughs> just, uh-huh. You know, like... <laughs> you're at your father-in-law's Borg. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, you can do it. And a lot of it doesn't even, have, doesn't even have the Borg thing. Now they have the... But I mean, yeah, kudos to those cats because... What is it? Yeah, this yeah. Uh, Swedish cartel? Is that it? Um, I got the book right beside me. Actually. Yeah, I know. I, I, yeah, is uh, it? Stockholm Sweet? Cartel. Stockholm Cartel. And also Occult Ortmasta Games. Yeah, so I mean, kudos to them because, you know, they're doing the things that, you know, it'd be awesome to see something I did take, catch fire like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, is is Morkborg, though, written under its own OGL or is it written under the Free League Workshop? Mm, it's probably it's, a, it's because it's not, it's not own. Your, your, your they user. have their own OGL. Yeah. It's really okay. playful OGL, which is cool. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. they're real cool about it. And they're like, you know, basically, you can't say it's an, like 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 uh, Santa said, you can't put your product down and be like, this is an official Morkboard release. You have to say yeah. compatible with, which is fine. I mean, no one should be, like I said, don't be a dick when you're publishing stuff. And don't lie to your customers because, you know, don't be a boomer. This is the internet. And. Okay, boomer. I mean, you know, 
boomer, boomer. And I do this. I talk to a lot of fucking boomers at work and they'd be like, you know, that wasn't said. I'm like, do you understand YouTube's real, right? (laughs) (laughs) Being said by important people is now um, part of the, uh, you know, worldwide record. And I'm just like, oh yeah. I'm like, God damn, man. So you're going to sit here and lie about shit. So yeah, don't, don't deceive customers either because they'll call it, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll four chan your ass in a heartbeat. Uh, oh yeah, shy, you get Shia LaBeoufed quick. Shia <laughs> LaBeouf <laughs> quick. Well, he got. I'm not going to get into that one. He got blacklisted because that Indiana Jones movie. Well, he's not a good actor. I'm just talking about his, you know, his his game, his his game of find the flag. He played with 4chan and they beat him in 24 hours. That was, that was the I, greatest thread I've ever followed in my life. I, I've never actually. I've oh, never. my God. Do you want a segue story real fast for the audience who may not also be aware of the Shia LaBeouf yeah, versus I'm actually, 4chan? I'm super curious. A finder, are you familiar with this? I am not. I, oh. heard of the, I heard of the 4chan Sarah Palin one where they're yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. where they hacked her email and like what? I think it was like 15 minutes or some shit. Yeah, it's similar story, right? So Shia LaBeouf put his wall up. He will not divide his wall. And it was a camera and you could come in and scream uh, like a crazy person at this fucking camera about how much you hate current state of political parties. And then people started trolling the wall and Shia LaBeouf because he was there in New York doing it. And so he got big mad and ran away. And then they found out where it was. And then he got big man ran away again and he posted this picture on Twitter. It was just a picture looking up in the sky of this flag on a flagpole. And 4chan in less than 24 hours, these motherfuckers took the sky pattern, the way the flag was flying. and looked at the – there were clouds in the sky and then there were um, the, um, the chemtrails. Right, where they're putting the 5G in the air. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> chemtrails and there were chemtrails in the air and within twenty four hours they had pinpointed where on earth he was and they stuck up and got the flag. That's Dude. real. Wow. <laughs> Honestly, 4chan is one of the most That's insane amazing. websites ever. It's amazing. I was that was the greatest thread to ever follow. It's like, oh he you see it coming because like the train wreck, you're like, oh, Oh, this is what it's. This is what digital suicide looks like. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I know for sure is you don't have four chan. No. No. I love them, man. They put some crazy. Oh shit yeah, I, I I've seen some of the stories from four chan, and I'm just like, that's crazy. Like, I, I'm pretty sure isn't there that one documentary on Netflix the the cat don't thing? Fuck, don't have cats, which I yeah, can't bring yeah. myself to watch it because no, no, yeah. It's yeah. rough, but yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, it's where I got the shopping cart thing from. You know, my my, I didn't really, I couldn't pinpoint my personal moral and <laughs> moral and ethical philosophy of life so succinctly as the you know, stupid shopping cart thing. And they had it on 4chan, and I was like, oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> and I judge people like really hard uh, about shit, and even people who take moral grandstands about like current day shit. Yeah. Um. I'll bring that up and watch their like their reaction of, you know, basically they and no shit the most so if you're not aware, the shopping cart paradigm is there's two kinds of people in the world. The kind of people who are normal human beings and will take a shopping cart from the store, load your car up and then put the shit back in the in the carriage return. Yeah. Right? Where it belongs. Or the dickheads who will leave it sitting out in a parking spot or near your car and shit. Oh, those assholes. Right, yeah. And so but there are people who grandstand but it's a lot of people who are, you know, on one, one, one part of the spectrum who like to believe they're not like 
assholes and they have a right truth to them. But then you bring that up and you watch them quickly just go like, it's just really weird to see it. It's like, well, they hire peasants to take my cart back. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so they don't hire peasants to move the fucking cart from the parking space so someone else can park there. So you're, it just shows a level of disconnect with someone's mind that you're not even considerate mm-hmm. of anything outside of your personal sphere. Anyway, rant over. But that's <laughs> yeah, no, put no. Your, put your shopping carts back. Where you <laughs> and use <Yeah>. your blinker. Yeah, <laughs> use your fucking blinker. Damn it. Oh, the people no, who use their blinker. No, but yeah, that's kind of that's where it is. But yeah, so that's the Shia LaBeouf story. Yeah, it was the greatest thread to watch. People could pull it up and Google. I think it's still on Reddit somewhere where they were following it. It was amazeballs. Yeah, they crisscrossed the best flight IGL I've ever seen. I, right? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, the OGL stuff is just it's it's cool shit, but I mean. Just make shit. That's what I yeah. tell people. Because yeah. people are like, I'm nervous. I don't know what I'm, you know, if this is going to work. And I'm like, who cares? You know, are don't you spend. Fun? Are you enjoying yourself? Are you don't spend. Fun? Don't spend too much money on art. You know, like if you're not sure, do some small oh, stuff yeah. first. Get your get your vibes out. See what yeah. works. See what doesn't. Send it out. Um, do free copies. Not to a lot of people, but you can ask people. Be like, hey, can you take a look at this and you know see if they'll boost it for you. I mean, you never know when you've latched yeah. onto. Uh, a little gold mine. Oh yeah. Well, even like, I think that's what a lot of people are kind of afraid to is to think, what if my thing fails? It's like, if you really are enjoying what you're doing, chances are there's going to be someone else who likes it for the same reason that you like it. Right. There's only so many people out there and we all have similar likes, dislikes. We're not all uh, different snowflakes. Like as much as we would like to believe that we're all unique individuals, we all have, you know, we're all we all have similarities. No yeah, there's what. a reason Star Wars is one of the biggest franchises in the universe. Yeah. It's not because there's five people yeah. who like it. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. I tell you what, for this episode, if you can on some of the sites, put in the link for um the video I showed you that got you kick started to uh, eat your ashes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can that, do that. I can yeah, that will because I, you said I told you my story and it helped, and I sent it to you, and you, you kind of confirmed that it's a pretty positively affirming video for you. It to is. Just it is. Fucking just do it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> and his, the whole point of that video really is, is you, yeah, you're gonna fail a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Well, even even mine. Like I have how many folders filled with RPGs that see. I got halfway through and I'm like, I'm really not liking how this is going. It just happens, man. And like, am I upset that they didn't work out? No. Like I'm looking through, I have some of them. I don't even like, I'm just like, I don't even remember what the fuck I was thinking. Yeah, man. It just happens. Yeah. What did, 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 what did they, they asked Bruce Wayne when he was a little kid and he was coming up out of the well with his dad. Why do we fall down? So we can learn to get ourselves back up again. What? So we can learn to get ourselves, so we can learn to stand back up again or something like that. That's right. So we can get back up oh. again. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, have you ever danced with a devil under the pale moonlight? No. Ah! no, no. But there is this cute as shit TikTok that this dude was using the Batman filter and he has like a baby in his arms on and she's like two, maybe. I don't. I'm not. A, I had kids, and I'm still not a good judge of kids' age. But he's got the Batman filter, and he's got the Batman mask. He's like, "Oh, Batman!" And he turns it over to her, and she's like, "Jojo." It's <laughs> 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 adorable. <laughs> so yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, eat your ass. 
just that that's it you're never gonna you're never gonna grow yeah. as a creator and just put your shit out there and well, huddle, be- even even look at this podcast like we're doing this because we enjoy it yeah like I don't know how many listeners we officially have. I don't know any of that kind of stuff. But even if I saw that we're only getting two downloads a week, I would still probably do it because I enjoy it. Yeah, is it's fun to bullshit, yeah. right? It is fun to bullshit, and that's mm-hmm. part of the reason why we do it. Is because like literally, we just needed more of a reason to shoot the shit with each other so that our wives don't get mad. Exactly, and you know what? <laughs> and, and, and and there's people out there who are just like the three of us. You're a very nice person, Santa. Thank you. And means well. Uh, man, I almost keep I keep wanting to use your first name. Uh, Finder. I don't care. You can use my first name. Whatever. <laughs> uh, Finder, you're he's very quiet and contemplative, but when he kicks something in, it's just like, oh shit, I didn't even think about that. You know, and I am a little bit of off the cuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm out of sorts. I'm out the pocket, as my friends at work like to say. <laughs> I actually kind of wonder, like, I kind of w- wondered, it's like, how would we do in person? Because we're we're feeding off of each other's like energy just through online communication. How would it actually be in person? Because I'm, I don't know if you've noticed this or not, just through our even like messages on discord i'm kind of a smart ass and i know it and in real life when i'm talking with people most people don't know if i'm being sarcastic or not and i do sometimes i don't know if i'm being sarcastic or not which is kind of fucked up if you think about it but like i kind of i feel like i tone it down on here or maybe it's just lost on everyone ah maybe yeah you might a little bit but you know you're trying to you you may not be trying you may not want to alienate people and you mean I don't try to alienate people being yeah. ass. I just, you know, I'm older. Like like Finer said, we're both Gen Xers. Our yeah. generation doesn't really give a shit about your feelings. You should mm. go over them as quickly as possible because there's 7 billion people on the planet. And if you think you know, <laughs> about your feelings, you're in some dire straits. Yeah. <laughs> I've been to some horrifically fucked up places on, on this planet. And uh, yeah, you need to work that shit out quickly. Um because yeah, you're not eating out of trash cans in you know Jakarta. <laughs> and let me yeah, tell you, what, the, the trash like... cans aren't trash cans out of New York City. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> you know shit like that. Um, but I don't know. It's like a whole other thing. Maybe it's like personality table personalities. Yeah, Ooh. that might be a good episode. I've only been in one altercation at a table, like one actual fucking fight at a table. Yeah. Uh, like when you say actual fight, are you talking fisticuffs? Or yeah, yeah. Like I pinned the guy against the wall of the table. Okay. It, it was. A, <laughs> I can say I've never been in one of those. It's a longer story. <laughs> um, and it was the weirdest shit ever, but it was all right. Um, and then uh, just arguing in general. I've had one person rage quit on us. That was from our, that was from our <laughs> yeah. game. Yep, yep. You know, I know that one. Yeah, yeah, and I was being really mellow, actually. I've had one that started an actual argument over the fact that anything that's not 3D, um, either third-person or first-person video games is absolutely useless, and that Diablo should really just stop existing because it uses an isometric 2.5D uh, uh, game style. But that's the correct map style is isometric. Like I could run if I could run all role playing games online with isometric maps, which I do have a lot of. One hundred percent. But to that person, it, it's totally pointless and shouldn't exist anymore. Ah, they're so cool. Oh, you can see I know. the walls and shit. I know. I my favorite games are side scrollers. Like I'm, 
I freaking love them. I'm the game I was literally playing before this. Like I know off topic, but I don't give a is Nova Drift, which is literally pretty much asteroids with a bunch of upgrades. It's oh, so nice. bad. I'll, I'll, I'll show you the like. It's honestly nice. the most addictive game. You'll play one round, and all of a sudden, it's four hours later. Nice. That's how Geometry Wars was for me when it first came out. Well, yeah. I'm playing Weird West, and it's isometric. I actually saw that game, and oh, Geometry so Wars. Like, think of Geometry Wars, but with random upgrades. Oh, that's that you cool can choose from. It's Does super it have the cool. oomps, 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 oomps music and all that shit too? Yeah, but I usually oh. actually put down the music to mute and uh, play my own music. Oh, I just, okay. yeah, I, I listen to like YouTube videos and listen to people rant and rave like crazy people about all things political and, <laughs> and historical and shit. That's my advice. <laughs> I can't stop. <laughs> no. And my biggest problem is I make comments, but I stopped doing that. I don't touch the keyboard. I'm going to pause this game real fast. I'm going to make a comment. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Just let it go. Uh, I've had to talk myself out of making comments yeah. as well. Now I just fuck with people sometimes. If I know they're sensitive about something, I'd be like, oh, let's drag this out. Let's go to a natural conclusion, but I'll take you on a long walk to get there. <laughs> oh, apparently it's on sale right now too, right? Oh, nice. Yeah. No, Weird West is good. It's Deadlands the it's Deadlands the uh Deadlands saw, the video game. I it's, saw that one, but I'm I'm so super, good. Yeah, I saw it. It looks cool, but I'm super cheap when it comes to video games. Uh, oh, yeah. It, it, oh yeah. If I can't buy it on sale for like eighty percent, I ain't buying it. Look at this. Oh, Except for a few God. games. EDM. God damn it. Does it work on Mac? No, don't, don't answer that. Don't answer that. I don't want to know. You sure? It looks so good. Yeah, it looks so fucking Dude, good. Dude, it's ten, it's 10 bucks. Yeah. 10 bucks anyway. and you will yeah, totally off. Yeah, it's on Mac. Yeah. All right, we have to cut all this out. Oh, man. <laughs> Just to be a dick. Yeah, it's on Mac. God damn it. I'll probably pick it up. Oh yeah. You you'll sink hours and hours a... into it. Anyways, folks, I think yeah. um I think that may be all the time we have for today. Um, <laughs> just because we've gone way off script on this last part, uh, but anyways, I'd like to thank uh, at Sir Paradox TTRPG again for suggesting this episode. I hope we answered some of your questions. I know we went a little off script, but it's kind of it's a very unique topic that you can't just say it all bluntly because if you say it bluntly, this would have been a two minute episode. <laughs> and... <laughs> it's boring as shit. Yeah, it would have been boring. Okay. Now to do the episode, now to, to go with Savage Worlds, you need to get this done, this done. You have to avoid this. Right. For next, 5e, you need to do that. Take your mouse and scroll it to the top of the page. Yeah. Click the link that says peg at licensee.peg.com. <laughs> <laughs> now in the subject line you're going to type ace pitch colon title your <laughs> he <project>. said colon <laughs> yeah. yeah that would be boring. you forgot the HTTP part I just went hog wild I was like hey here's a pitch for a game uh, here it is and then you know Danny got back and he was like this sounds really cool <laughs> <laughs> and I never wrote it but anyways, uh, if you guys have any <laughs> wow, uh, if you guys have any suggestions, hit me up on email at rpsmartpeople at gmail .com or on Twitter at rpsmartpeople. Uh, we'd love to hear your questions or episode suggestions. Um, also, if you would be so kind to hit the subscribe button, uh, it just gives us a good idea if you like our content or not, uh, and it helps us just know how many people listen to because really we don't got that all that kind of fancy information yet. Uh, I hope you have a 
Have a good week, and we'll see you next time. Would you kindly? Would you kindly, please? <laughs> oh, please, sir. May I have some more? Do you know what that's a reference to? No. Would you kindly? Oh, my God. Have you never played Bioshock? No, I've never played Bioshock. Oh, my God.